Welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris, and we are going back into the lab for the first time in 2024 to examine a song under the microscope. And Chris, as we get this one started, I have a question for you. Que pasa? Is que pasa that- New York? <laughs> que pasa New York? That's right. You, you, We can read each other's mind at this point. Yes. And so for yeah. everybody listening, you know what song we're going to be examining today, and that is New York City by John Lennon from the Sometime in New York City album released in 1972. So, yeah, dozens and dozens of cover versions of this, too. I, I can't believe you, you found one. You pulled one, pulled a rabbit yeah. out of the hat at the last minute. Uh, yeah, I we'll, finally we'll found one. Yeah. So, this song uh, appears on, like we mentioned, the Sometime in New York City album, kind of a, a maligned album, justly or unjustly, depending on your opinion. But mm-hmm. it's it's one of the, I would say, less, well, I mean, there's some political content, but it's not overtly political like some of the other songs. It's not Attica State or yeah. Angela or something yeah. like that. It's, it's described, and I'll, I'll read from the Playboy interviews, what John said about this song. So he said, the the Jerry in the song was Jerry Roop. Well, first, he doesn't even remember the song. He says, uh, which one was that? Uh, (laughs) And so then the uh, David Chef says, standing in the corner, just me and Yoko Ono. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Jerry was Jerry Rubin. The bloke with the guitar was David Peel. Yeah. You see how the album's represented as a newspaper. Well, the song's a bit of journalese like Ballad of John and Yoko, it tells the story. And then he says, uh, they read some more lyrics, and he says, well, in New York, you could walk around, whereas I still couldn't walk around in London. And then he looks at the album jacket and said, man, it's nice to see this. So a lot of people relate this to the Ballad of John and Yoko. Yeah. What do you think of that? I was going to say, is this a sequel song? I don't know know about that. It's in the same style. And kind of the same melody, yeah. Kind of the same, you know, <laughs> same key, same key, and everything. So it's sort of always going to be associated with that. It's also also going to be associated with another song, which I'll get to here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, but um, the the thing that fascinated me was that there's a very 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 early version of this on a, a, everybody's watch. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> the Yoko Ono film clock. I've got it on Blu-ray. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I couldn't find the Yoko Ono film clock, but I did find a, a uh, fell off the truck sort of <laughs> bootleg and you can hear uh, it. And I, w- I want to read from this post from a blog, which I rarely do, uh, but it's from talk from the rock room today in the rock room, digging into the movie soundtrack performed by John Lennon and recorded in September of 1971 at St. Regis hotel in New York. Yoko Ono and recently developed the idea for the movie clock, which would feature the changing face of clock for one hour. Wow. What a, what a revolutionary concept. Uh, <laughs> Woo. 
awesome Ooh. movie. Yeah. The sound quality then improves. Okay, so then he starts talking about the tracks on the thing. He's like, the sound quality then improves slightly with an early version of Lennon's own New York City coming next on the recording. Many of the lyrics are made up or mumbled, but the feeling is there. And it's a nice insight into the artist at work, seeing the Lennons had just recently arrived in the city. The excitement and influence of New York inspired the work, and this recording is a nice insight into Lennon's compositional directives. Now, I th this one has a different... It doesn't like New York City, New York City. It's more like, que pasa, New yeah. York. So uh, it's definitely different. And and it is just a minute of him fiddling around, kind of. But I think that's interesting that he's fiddling around. He's got something in his head, and then here it is. A few months later, it's on an album. Exactly. So, and in between yeah. on the uh, Lennon anthology box set that oh, I have yes. here from way back in 1998, I think. Yeah. Uh, there's also a short acoustic version that does have more developed lyrics. So it's it's similar i mean you hear standing on the corner just me and yoko ono and yeah. and some of it's there but it's all again it's only about 50 seconds so it's just a little snippet but um, yeah, you can see from from that first version in the the clock movie to this one to the final product he just keeps adding more lyrics to it yeah so so those are the it's sort of like a uh i'm sure if if and when a sometime in new york city box set came out Maybe we would get both of those that we just talked about on the box set, yeah, as a sort yeah. of evolution of the track. So then we get to the "Sometime in New York City" version. Some, some now the "Sometime in New York City" version. Some of the words I read are uh, in in certain articles about it to describe it is rollicking, an effortless romp, an effortless romp. Okay. And, Din, a dense, exciting street rocker. Ooh. So ooh. I think all of those kind of fit, right? Yeah, I would say so. You know, yeah. it's pretty, like Ballad of John and Yoko is pretty simple tune. This mm -hmm. is also, it's very bluesy. Uh, it's got a, it is probably the most rocking on the album. Yes. And it's the most straight ahead kind of rock. It's got a lot of guitar in it. Mm -hmm. Got a couple guitar solos, a lot, a lot of that saxophone in the background. I know you're a big fan of that sax. Oh yeah, the elephants. Dude, Stan Bronstein. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I, I couldn't tell if it was John Lennon guitar solo or uh, Wayne Tex Gabriel guitar solo. Yeah, but it is an him. excellent, excellent guitar solo. Yes, uh, great solo. Yeah, and, and Bruce Elder from All Credit Music Critic actually claimed the song as. Some of the best electric guitar ever heard on a linen album. Wow, that's <laughs> quite a claim. So, uh, yeah, but and there's is. also a full piano solo too. There is. That's why yeah, it's yeah. a little bit of a long song because there's there's two solos on it. It's, yeah. it's sort of like just like ah, oh, they're having a free. That's why that uh, rollicking, effortless <laughs> romp kind of you know uh, feel. Uh, but the who's the band playing with John Lennon? So this is Elephant's Memory, and that was the group that he recorded the album with, and then went on the played the the live in New York City show, the benefits with. Uh, mm -hmm. They appeared on the the TV shows with David Frost, I think, and Mike Douglas. So they were kind of a street band yeah. uh, from New York, and 
It, it it sounds like that. I mean, it really it's not polished, but it works for the kind yeah. of style that he was going for. Yeah, uh, I didn't know much about Elephant's Memory Band because I hadn't looked into them very much. Yeah. Other yeah, than sh- having played on the sometime in New York City and the live in New York City, we'll get to the live version here in a minute. But I think uh, they should have we maybe sh- should have made them part of our Apple Scruff series because I think they yeah. recorded an album. Well, yes, they had had a, a few album and like an album out, and they had a couple songs on the Midnight Cowboy soundtrack. Actually, oh, really? Before they even met John and Yoko, and then they run into John and Yoko. They do sometime in New York City with them uh, doing session work. They did a, an album called Elephant's Memory, uh, which was produced by John and Yoko in 1972 as well. And then in '73, probably my favorite Yoko Ono album which I th- I'm always saying everybody should listen to is approximately infinite universe. Yeah. So yep. a- elephant's memory does some session work playing on that. And then of course, live in New York city released in 1986, but let's, before we get to the live version of it, let's just, I think the track could really use that remix. Oh, big time. It's a, a little muddy. Very the voice, and think, especially. And I think it's, partially yeah the voice and then there's a lot of the elephant's memory band it's what what let's see here one two so lennon wayne tex gabriel on guitar stan bronstein on saxophone gary van syok yep. on sax or on bass rather uh uh adam ipoloto on piano and organ has a piano solo very good solo. uh richard frank jr on drums and also jim kelt Kelter on drums. Mm. So that's a lot of people. It's a real busy stuff happening. Real yeah. busy, real uh, muddy yeah. kind of sounding in the mix. So I think it could really and uh, also I'm, I can't tell, but I feel like there's a little bit of that Phil Spectory kind of like reverby kind of stuff. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So it sort of like could we lose that on this track and <laughs> it cleans it up a little? I don't know. Let's get a remix of it. Where's our remix? We were yeah. promised a box set. Why did we skip that to go to? Was it the all because of one word? Yeah, I could. <laughs> that we skipped to mind games. I don't. I don't get why this is it hasn't come out. Maybe yeah. it will. Maybe it won't. We'll find out. So it's. It, I think it very much needs to be cleaned up or remastered because I think the it was remastered in 2010 is the version that you can listen to on streaming. Uh, yeah. But it. But I think it does need a remix because. Yeah. Yeah, it just has a lot going on, uh, and yeah, it's it's, it's it's a strange track because it's like got it a is. lot going on, but it's also very simple, right? Basically, a Chuck Berry song. Yeah, exactly. It got the same <laughs> kind of riff, guitar yeah. riffs, and yeah, you can really hear that on that clock version of he's just da 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 yeah, kind of yeah. doing that thing. So, um, well, I'm curious what your take is on all this uh the rep the reportage idea here of all the figures here does it feel the same as uh, it's it's ballad of john and yoko i mean we've just let's just take the first verse here so standing on the corner just me and yoko ono we was waiting for jerry to land up come a man with a guitar in his hand singing have a marijuana if you can his name was david peel we found that he was real he sang the pope smokes dope every day 
up come a policeman or policeman <laughs> shoved us up the street <laughs> singing power to the people today. Yeah. Well, I want to stick on David Peel there for a second. Yeah. So David yeah. Peel was a, a New York City based musician uh, who played for many, many, many years. And I thought, thought this was funny from the Wikipedia article on him. Hilarious. His raw acoustic street rock with <laughs> lyrics about marijuana and quote unquote bad cops <laughs> appealed mostly to hippies and the disenfranchised. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, he, he David Peel name checked here. Uh, he recorded a companion piece called The Ballad of New York City, John Lennon, Yoko Ono, which I think we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah, we have. Uh, on his uh, 1972 album, The Pope Smokes Dope. So they produced <laughs> and produced by it. John and Yoko. So John and Yoko produces his album and then name checks it. So it's almost like it's like an early version of like you're on somebody else's podcast promoting our podcast and then we have them on our podcast yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's sort of like that yeah my favorite part of that first verse there is when john name checks his own song when he says singing power to the people today yeah uh, so he's yeah. got that in there and then then you get any do you like that when he's talking about uh in the next verse he's elephant's memory gets name checked the plastic yeah. ono elephant's memory band and then Long Tall Sally. Yeah. And maybe my favorite line is God's a red herring in drag. I think that's a pretty good line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and he also mentions Max's Kansas City. Yeah. Which uh, is is probably most famous for uh, the where Velvet Underground would play and, and played their final shows. Yeah. Uh, Velvet Underground, Max's live at Max's Kansas City out, which uh, not, not the best recording, but no. Uh, certainly significant historically so yeah so that's kind of yeah that's interesting all that uh and then that third verse there uh what's what's on the third verse Eric? the we third verse is more like just like a sights and sounds of new york yeah this sounds like more like the <laughs> like a tour this is more yeah. like the uh ballad of john and yoko a little bit when they're talking about being in the uh the southampton and uh, yeah. wait for the ferry uh, so the staten island ferry making movies for the telly played the fillmore and apollo uh, cycling through the village nobody came to bug us remember what i read earlier from the playboy interview john could be you know, could walk around new york and not have people coming up to him yeah. we decided to make it our home uh, and then the immigration uh, battles are brought up here if the man wants to shove us out we're going to jump and shout the Statue of Liberty said, come New York City. So it, it yeah, it really is kind of a state of John Lennon's life at that yeah. time. And yeah. kind of like it for that reason of it's just like, here's a moment in time. And he just writes a kind of looks out the window and thinks about what he's going through that day, yeah, yeah. kind of, and writes a song. And it's kind of a, you know, peppy little quick song still it's it's still uh, effective i don't think it's one of his top i mean you wouldn't this song you wouldn't put up there with imagine or, or no. god or any of those no no uh, but it's still kind of the best song in the album <laughs> yeah yeah it stands out and a great opener to 
Oh, Lucky there, Dave. Look, look at that. Got. Oh, my God. Chris a is cassette. showing a cassette of right. John Lennon live in New York City. That's from right. 1986. That's right. I wore this thing out, Dave. Yeah. My youth wore it out. You can tell because it's all scrapped yeah, cracked and, and cracked yeah. and everything. So probably stepped on it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to dig through to find this. Uh, but wow. my, my, my beautiful wife, Hillary, uh, recently bought me a little cassette player for my back back porch oh perfect i can sit in the sunroom and i listen to this several times this week Ooh, very um, nice and there's some there's some definitely some de- i would say this is the perfect opener for that particular <laughs> concert where yeah. you're playing live in new york city you've written a song called new york city and it's the same year wow yeah you just open with it rock and he's got the the elephant's memory bands there and they're they're you know in full that's a that was a probably a, a master stroke was to get a band that already plays together mm. rather than the the w- some of his other live performances with before here was thrown together like Toronto I'm thinking of yeah yeah exactly thrown together people who might be great but how do they really play like do they have a do they have a tight are they tight can they gel yeah exactly yeah and so uh whatever you think i think live in new york city the the i mean uh, unfortunately the basically only major john lennon concert ever is pretty good a uh, great opener for it it's perfect for it it's yeah. and it's a badass city new york is yeah, so. uh, yeah. <laughs> and i like how instead of k pasa new york he's like what's happening man you like that part i do uh, it works very well for what it is and fits well on that album because it, it's a really kind of a snapshot of his life and activism and politics and what he was doing. So uh, definitely the mo- more accessible of the songs on Sometime in New York City. But it's also like John, Ballad of John and Yoko in that it's really hard to do covers of it because it's such yeah. a personal song. So you, I don't know where you dug the one yeah. out that you found here, but yeah. it was so weird well, too. One of your favorite artists, Uzaman, <laughs> who is a white reggae artist, reggae oh. and dance hall artist from 2013, born in Bermuda. So okay. and, and actually, I kind of like it. It. it it it's funny. It made me laugh because it made. I was yeah. thinking, do, do they really even understand what the lyrics are about? Or they just like the rapping of it. I it's think sort it's of sort like, of like the 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 reggae the rhythm, a reggae yeah. beat, a reggae rhythm, and saying New York City and K-pop. Yeah. obviously they're like singing still the lyrics that <laughs> are very very specific to John Lennon. So, um, well, we'll definitely post it because yeah, it, we'll definitely post it because you, you gotta hear it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Uzaman. Uzaman. Uzaman, uh, uh, best known for a song called Steven Seagal 2.0. So, <laughs> so weird, weird artist. But yeah, if you see yeah. pictures of him, you'll be like, oh, what's makes going sense. On? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> very so good. I think, uh, uh, yeah, like we said, it's, isn't, is it even in the top 30 of hidden mm. songs? Maybe. Maybe yeah. sneaks in there in the top 25, 30. But yeah. I mean, the rest of his catalog is pretty strong. Is that this particular album might be his worst album? I don't know. We'll have to do a rankings uh, episode. Well, 
yeah one of these days we'll get into the sometime new york city album and uh, i know chris is particularly excited to get into jam rag and scumbag <laughs> from the frank zappa uh, live performance so we'll dig into that but uh yeah that'll do it for this particular topic and we'll finish with a couple other things you're waving uh, your new oh, album here oh look our, our, what i got here the subject of our next episode <laughs> is going to be band on the run and the 50th anniversary which you got the yeah. lp the double lp version i did i did i know there's been some controversy over whether or not you should get it and if the strip's missing or and that kind of stuff <laughs> but we'll talk about all of that but we're also going to do a full review a full we've never done a band on the run we talked about band on the run here and there yeah and we definitely talked about the in a, a very very first like maybe our second or third episode we talked about the up to that point the mccartney sets that had been out uh, including the band on the run set which was the uh, first one which was the first one so but this this many a many low here many years later we're still mm. doing the podcast yeah we're, yeah we're finally <laughs> getting to a track by track on band on the run and then we'll give some idea uh, thoughts on the underdubbed underdubbed <laughs> as the british people are saying a lot version uh but i did get it i did break down and get it why did i get it i'll just tell you right now because i did i had a crappy copy of band on the run good reason so I had a clean copy that's also a half speed master yes please yes so we'll look forward to digging into Band on the Run next. Uh, and before we go, we're going to have our first installment of our, I don't know, we, we don't have a name for this yet, but sort of the yeah. I've Got a Beatles podcast uh, feedback or mailbag or we'll, yeah, we'll mail come bag. up with a name. Mailbag. Okay, let's call it a yeah. mailbag. We'll, so we'll, our, we'll come up with a cutesy name for it. Yes, mailbag. we'll come up with something here. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Postman is yeah. that? Oh, we, oh, that's an idea. Yeah, Please, Beatles Mr. Song. Postman. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure that one out. But this uh, email comes to us from a very longtime friend of the show, Carl, uh, up yeah. in Maine, and he says, "Thanks for your excellent tribute to Denny Lane. I totally agree with you that the vocal blend of Denny, Paul, and Linda created that unique wing sound." Yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to one of my favorite Denny songs, which might be a candidate for listeners who are creating a Denny Lane playlist. It's called Weep for Love from the Japanese Tears album. Mm -hmm. So do you remember Weep for Love on your... I kind of do that. That that album, I mean, I was sort of like trying to come up with a sentence to cover the whole album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that album is very touch and go. It's very mixed bag, but... Uh... What what further does he say about it? That was it. Just to oh, give yeah. a shout out for to if people are looking, uh, if anyone wants to make a playlist or you're uh, maybe you haven't heard that album, uh, you can check out. What's Weep the name of the track Love. again? Weep, Weep for, for Love. Love. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So so thanks, yeah, I, Carl, and we'll uh, yeah see what maybe go back and check that one out. Yeah, I think like if you if you listened to that episode. I mentioned these tracks of like here and there. So I really should have gone through and been like, oh, here, here are maybe 10 great solo Denny uh, things rather than try to cover every single album. And 
it was a lot to get through it was a lot to listen to (laughs) you know and some of them because of the production were were a real slog but uh (laughs) but uh yeah yeah yeah, great great suggestion there yeah so yeah excellent well yeah if you want to if you want to send us a an email of course What's our email address? Yep. You can send us an email at I've got a Beatles podcast at hotmail.com. Or you can uh, post to our Facebook page and let us know that you want it to be uh, part of the Friday uh, Friday segment. We'll kind of call it here. Or, or please, Mr. Postman segment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's I think that's got to be it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let us know if you want it to be part of our please, Mr. Postman segment. Uh, and Twitter as well. People or X people can uh, send you, and they can also send us a if you want to email us a link to a, a voice uh, recording. We will play it. Yes, definitely. So we've given some information on how to do that before, either on yeah. voice memos or vocaroo.com. Yeah, vocaroo uh, really easy to use. Really very easy. Like, brainless yep copy a link and so it works oh good (laughs) good good so yeah one more thing didn't you then there rumors that we we don't know quite yet but there might be might be another ringo ep yeah i know you want to get get all this get this crowd insanely (laughs) excited oh (laughs) this was this was the revelation of the week here uh, when I saw Ringo's uh, update on Facebook where he said, oh, you know, he's talking about going on tour and all of this. Yeah. But he also mentions not only is he working on an EP, but there could be, he said, the way things are going, it's looking like there could be an, a real LP coming here. What? No, yeah. I thought he was done. I no, thought said, I thought so too. Oh, I'm done without beats. I, I thought so too, but it's going well. And he mentions Ooh. Linda Perry, and we actually saw the name of the next album, which or the EP, which I'm not going to say because oh, yeah. we're going to hold it, hold it, and you can go watch Ringo's update yourself. Yeah. Uh, but he shows the inside of the EP with the lyrics and the song titles and Linda yeah. Perry. So. Oh, Ringo fans, you're getting excited this year, 2024. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I was very excited when I got my AARP magazine <laughs> with and Ringo, Ringo on was cover. on the cover. I was like, all right. Hmm. So great article there. Yeah. Talks so, about broccoli. Well, you may be able to ha- eat broccoli along with the <laughs> listening to the new LP. So, <laughs> what a great way to spend your time here but uh yep so we'll we'll keep you posted on everything we hear and as always thanks for listening and we will be back at you soon with our band on the run deluxe discussion